right, guys. So we're we. It's been a month off of not being on the turf. We're now in season two. Free agency has begun. It's been a crazy week in the NFL. Um, but I think before we get into all of that, I think we should kind of talk about our own performance here. You know, I think Rohan, since coming on the show, like episode four, you've brought some real artistic juice to the team. You know, you've been good behind the scenes. Obviously, our Instagram page has gone through a whole kind of revamp since you've been here. You've been great. Um, and I think for you, Arjun, you know, you've done a great job, too. I think you've been sort of the head honcho here, you know, putting together the outlines, doing our intros. You've just been really good, Arjun. Thanks. Um, uh, Shree. So, should we talk about Shree's performance review? So, Shree, uh, what's to say? I mean, you you weren't bad. Thanks, Shree, what did you do in the past three months? Four months? What, guys, I've brought in so many listeners from my school. I I went in. to the same school. I'm just asking, like, what do you actually do for the show, Shree? What, what do you what do you bring exactly? Hey, I think the best thing that I bring are the rapid fire questions. I think like literally every other sports show has done that before. I feel like I bring the polls to the Instagram. Uh I've I've actually taken over doing polls since you didn't really do much. But yeah, um so I think we'll we'll be conducting some more interviews for our listeners out there. If anyone's interested in replacing Shree on the turf, uh feel free to uh fill out our application. It's going to be in our Instagram bio. Um and yeah, we'll yeah. do some interviews and and try to find that third member. Please use the common application. Um it helps and we have two supplemental essays as well. <laughs> uh, but with that in mind, let's move on to the show. On the Turf, hosted by three guys who have never been on the turf. My name is Arjun Ryan. I'm Sri Belkanda. And I'm Rohan Patel. And thankfully, Sri is still staying with us. Uh, it looks like the application is already closed. For now. For now. Yeah. Uh, but we are now in season two, as we mentioned. Uh, the season's over. It's been a month off for us. Uh, we're really excited to be back. So much stuff has happened in the NFL in the past week or so. So let's just jump right into it. Um, I think maybe the biggest news, one of the biggest surprises of all time, I remember just hearing about it just yesterday, Tom Brady has retired for 40 days and is now back in Tampa Bay. Why can't he just go away? Like, I, I, I understand he's the GOAT, but just he can enjoy retirement. He's married to Giselle. He has, like, three kids. Just enjoy it, man, you know? It, it doesn't. It, it, it's beyond reason for me. You know, he had a good last season, uh, threw for over 40 touchdowns. Uh, made it to the playoffs, won a game in the playoffs. He lost to the Super Bowl champions. You know, it was a good last season. You go out on that, and and you're happy with it. Rohan, that might be a good. That might be a good season for anyone, but that's not a good season for Tom. You're thinking about the goat here. His standards are going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. That's it. And I think, especially after he talked to Cristiano Ronaldo, watched him score three goals, he came to realize that he still has it in him. If Cristiano Ronaldo can do it at that age on the soccer field, he can still do it on the football field. And I think well, that he is also forty-five years old. Can he still do it on the football field? Hey, I close. think he can. I think he was he was probably the best quarterback last year in twenty twenty-one. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're being honest, I think Brady. I would I wouldn't be surprised once we're picking the schedule later later this year, if 
Brady is back in the Super Bowl because the Buccaneers are a really good team. I was expecting them to go quite far this year. I think the other teams in the NFC have just gotten worse, and we're going to kind of get into that. Um, but let's move on to the next quarterback who seems to be back with this team. Aaron Rodgers signed a contract for four years, $200 million, likely very front-loaded. He's probably not going to play out the whole thing. But he is back with the Green Bay Packers. As you all know, I have a very complicated relationship with Aaron Rodgers, as you've seen throughout this past season that has evolved, devolved, gone every which way. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is back with this old team, probably going to finish his career there. Do you guys think Green Bay can still reload, make another run? Obviously, Devontae's on the franchise tag as well. Well, Devontae said he won't play on the franchise tag, so he will have to sign him to a long-term contract. But I think that, I don't know, uh, the, the Packers are pretty much running it back at this point unless they get some significant weapons from elsewhere. And it just hasn't been enough the last couple of years. I think that they... Honestly, I think that the Packers should have taken this chance to rebuild, start again with Jordan Love. But running it back with Aaron Rodgers just seems like you're going to stunt Jordan Love's growth. Or you might have to just trade Jordan Love at this point. And it seems like you're just destined for more mediocrity. Okay, maybe not mediocrity, but you're destined for more NFC Championship losses is what it feels like. Yeah, I'm not sure if they'll even make it to the NFC Championship. I think this team is going to get worse. Just today, they cut Zadarius Smith. Um, obviously, Jair Alexander is expected to sign an extension soon. Devondre Campbell already signed a five-year extension a couple hours ago. They have those pieces, right? But can they get to that level that the Rams and the Buccaneers are getting to where they're putting real high-premium players in good positions? I don't know if Green Bay has the space to do that. I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if they can even get the players to come there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um you know, I think the Vikings might pull it off, maybe, uh, over Green Bay. You never All right, know. Let's, okay, not, let's not, that, let's not, not to get too yeah. crazy, Tree. Yeah. But, yeah. Keep it realistic, uh, please. I, I don't know. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he'll I feel like he get to the NFC Championship and, lose, and he'll lose to Tom Brady in the NFC Championship. Are we forgetting if about not, Matt Stafford? If not the Rams, it's going to be the Buccaneers. I don't really see anyone else going. Sorry, Arjun. Sorry to the Packers fans. But let's talk about another quarterback who I personally think could take his team to the Super Bowl, unlike Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, guys. The Denver Broncos, we talked about them. A loaded team all around. They got some of the best weapons. A pretty great defense. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, the Broncos, probably one of the biggest trades in NFL history. Maybe even the biggest. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, three players. One of them being pretty damn good, and no offense, a young tight end, um, and a couple other uh, lower picks. But Russell Wilson... Headed out of Seattle. I know at the beginning in our last episode, we actually talked about we didn't think he was going to leave Seattle, but it seems that this deal has been in the works for a while. Russ wanted to go to the Broncos. The Broncos wanted Russ. Really wasn't Aaron Rodgers all along. It was Russell Wilson who uh, was destined to be in Denver. Like Sheree said, I think this makes Denver an automatic contender. They have so many pieces all around. I'm not sure how well their defense is going to do without Vic Fangio in the head coaching position in that defensive play caller mode, but we'll see. They have some pieces, Bradley Chubb, obviously Justin Simmons, um, Patrick Sertan, the young cornerback. They have the pieces to make a run. I don't know if it's enough, especially in this division. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll talk about the AFC West more later on. But, wow, the, this is going to be a really fun division to watch. you got four amazing quarterbacks now, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. Um, every single one of those matchups is going to be a shootout, I think, and be a really, really fun game. But in terms of the Broncos, I think, you know, Russell Wilson steps into a situation where he has some really good weapons like he had in Seattle. 
uh, his really good wide receiver trio in uh, Corlton Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Um, I think that he can make the most of that. And additionally, with the Broncos' uh, new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who was the Packers' offensive coordinator before this, I think this could be a good offensive system for him. Uh, Pete Carroll was, I think, a bit old school in his approach, and he didn't really maximize Russell Wilson's talent. I think Russ Wilson can be maximized in the Broncos' offense uh, with this new offensive scheme. So while they may see a decline in their defense, I think their offense is going to be exploding this year. Yeah, I'm like not only excited for this AFC West, I'm also excited because the AFC West is playing the NFC West this upcoming season. I think, Rohan, as a Cardinals fan, I think you guys can just take four L's right there. Pretty straightforward, right? Okay, um, okay. You can, you can you can chill, buddy. At, at least three. I'm not at sure about three. the Raiders, but at least three. Yeah, Listen, I mean, we, we own Russell Wilson, okay? Look, I think we got to talk about the Seahawks, though, if we're talking about the NFC West. Um, the Seahawks were largely an irrelevant team before Russell Wilson. Obviously, they made the Super Bowl in 06, lost to the Steelers, I might add. Uh, I know it was a badly called game. We don't need to get into all of that. But, um, Steelers tend to win badly called Super Bowls, don't they? Uh, you, we won. We won. We won against the Cardinals, all right? He was out. Um, but let's talk about the Seahawks, right? I think the Seahawks, they won't be a good team. I don't think they'll be a good team for a while. Um, they have $100 million locked up in two safeties while Drew Locke is their quarterback right now. <laughs> DK Metcalf has already had problems with the Seahawks even when Russell Wilson is there. I don't see him. If he's there this season, I don't think he's going to be there next season. He's going he's gonna to be up for free agency soon. He's going to want to leave. Tyler Lockett's getting old. Apparently, they're shopping him as well. This team is headed for a full rebuild, and yet Pete Carroll is still the coach, which I don't understand. I, I think Seahawks, if you want to trade Russell Wilson, get a new coach in there. 70-year-old Pete Carroll is not going to get you through a rebuild. It's not good for him. It's not good for the team. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they need to get a new coach, but I think they should be content playing with Drew Locke for a year, see if he has anything left um, in a new system. But, yeah, I think the Seahawks are destined for a rebuild. I think this bodes well for the Cardinals and Rams in their division because I think the Niners, while they do have a lot of weapons, quarterback's still a big question mark for them with Trey Lance. I think this bodes well. This bodes really well for my team, the Cardinals. I think they can get it four easy wins in this division now. Yeah, I don't know about that. But let's move on to the <laughs> – It makes complete sense. Trey Lance is going to be a good quarterback. I'm saying that uh. right now. Um, but let's move on to, again, just a day after – Russell Wilson was straight to the Broncos. We had another big quarterback trade. Carson Wentz is out of Indianapolis in one year, and he's coming here to Washington, to the Washington Commanders. You know, I think the writing was on the wall after the season. Um, the Colts were obviously mad with Carson Wentz, not just for his performance in that last two games against Jacksonville and um, the Raiders, but also because I think there was issues Within the locker room, he wasn't a good leader. Apparently, Carson Wentz wanted to have a meeting with Jim Irsay after the season, and Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, just didn't give him a meeting. So I think that relationship was gone. He is on the move. We're going to get to the Colts quarterback situation. I think there's a lot of question marks there. But for Washington, they get a quarterback who's okay. Like, I, I don't understand this move for Washington. I don't think it helps you get any better than you were before. I think Taylor Heineke is like, probably on the same level of Carson Wentz debatable right now. But I don't think this is going to win you the division. The Cowboys are still a pretty great team, even losing some pieces. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Does Washington have a chance? No, I'm sorry. Not this year. Uh, maybe next year, maybe the year after that, maybe the year after that. But not this year. I think Carson Wentz, he, I feel like he cannot alone carry this offense that the Washington football team has. I think they have some pretty good weapons in Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. But overall, I think they're – 
probably like a 7-10 team, maybe even like a 6-11 team. I don't see them going that far this year. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. You know, I was you, know, you guys know that I was big on the Colts uh, this season, and I, 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 I was high on Carson Wentz too. I thought that he would he was performing well, but then he sort of stumbled at the end of the year, and you could see that this Colts offense was carried mainly by the run game by Jonathan Taylor. I think Wentz is stepping into switch into a situation with the Commanders where they struck out on all other quarterbacks, and this is sort of their consolation prize, and he's going to be expected to fill a bigger role than he can actually fill himself. So I think. Washington's in for a lot of disappointment this year. Um, and, yeah, like Sharice said, it's going to be a losing season because uh, Carson Wentz simply just is not meant to fill this role that the, that, that the commanders are expecting from him. To me, honestly, I've just got a feeling right now. Obviously, the commanders are saying with the 11th pick in the in the draft right now, I think Carson Wentz, you know, they can get him off the books in a couple years if they have him here. I think he's a stopgap. I think the Colts are – or not the Colts, my mistake. The commanders are going to draft a QB this year. I could really see them drafting Malik Willis. Um, I think he would be a good fit in their system. He would be good to sit behind Carson Wentz, maybe. Um, he's mobile. He plays kind of like Carson Wentz with a big arm. Um, or is it, is it worth to trade Carson Wentz just for him to be a stopgap? You could have used Heineke as a stopgap and be fine. Well, I think maybe they see that they could get to the playoffs with Carson Wentz, maybe have things go their way. I mean, the commanders do have a really great young defensive line right now. Chase Young will be back. Um, Montez Sweat will be back, Jonathan Allen. All those players will be back. They'll have a good defensive line. Perhaps they're waiting for the cards to kind of turn their way, but I think the commanders are going to go quarterback in this draft even more with this Carson Wentz trade. Um, but let's talk about the Colts. The Colts, obviously, their quarterback one right now is Jacob Eason. Let's not kid ourselves. He's probably not going to be their starter next year. I think it's a this trade is a terrible trade if he is their starter at the beginning of next season. To me, I think, Rohan, we've talked about this. Jimmy Garoppolo seems like the answer for the Colts right now. Um, obviously, it's a good trade for him. They can, The Colts can't get Deshaun Watson, who we're going to get to next. Um, but Jimmy seems like the only option for the Colts right now that they could realistically target. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr seem to be off the market as well. I think Jimmy G would actually be a pretty good fit. Uh, in, 40, on, in San Francisco, they had like a run-first offense. I think you have a better running back in Jonathan Taylor. You have an elite O-line with the Colts, and you have a pretty great defense too. Jimmy G, I think he's he's just shown us over time, he doesn't need to be good enough to get to the Super Bowl. I feel like the team is going to carry him into the postseason. I feel like the Colts can do the same thing, but we all know the AFC West is super competitive. I don't know if that's going to be enough, but right now I really think Jimmy G could go there. Yeah, I mean, I hope the Colts are getting Jimmy G. Otherwise, it seems like they traded Carson Wentz with no contingency plan whatsoever. They're not in position to draft a quarterback. Um, we'll talk about Mitch Trubisky later, but he's off the market. I mean, there really isn't anyone left. Maybe James Winston. Maybe, maybe Winston. Yeah. But I think Jimmy G has to be the answer for the Colts. And if he's not the answer, they made a serious, serious mistake by trading a decent quarterback away when they have so many other, ta- so much other talent on this team around them, and they sh- they should be playoff contenders but if they don't have a good quarterback it's obviously not going to happen yeah to me the Colts seem like I think this was kind of a panic move for the Colts they don't seem to have a succession plan here unless Chris Ballard Frank Reich have a clear contingency plan that none of us can see Jimmy G seems like the only thing but Jimmy G is he that much of a step up from Carson Wentz um I think he's maybe less reckless but he's also less explosive than Carson Wentz and given the weapons that the Colts have which really aren't that many and the Colts don't have a first-round pick either. 
I don't know if Jimmy G is the answer for the Colts to get where they want to be, which is getting Super Bowl rings, being in the Super Bowl. That's fair, but I also feel like, like you said, Garoppolo's a lot less reckless. I think Wentz's recklessness costed them at times. And in, I mean, in Indianapolis, his game plan is going to be turn the ball around and hand it off to Jonathan Taylor consistently. And when you have to throw, you got one, I think, a really great open field weapon in Michael Pittman, who he's not, he's not Debo Samuel, but I think he's pretty dang close. He can play a similar role uh, as someone who just catches the ball and can make make things happen after the after the catch. So I think that Jimmy G could flourish in the Colts, and he won't make those backbreaking mistakes that Carson Wentz did. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next signing. We just mentioned Mr. Trubisky. Um, Mr. Trubisky earlier today signed with Shree and I's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I gotta say, I think I've been expecting this move for the Steelers. I think we were either thinking Trubisky, Mariota as kind of our our next stop because I think Tomlin's talked a lot about mobile quarterback. I think it's a good move for uh, for um, Pittsburgh. I know Mitch has kind of been a meme for the NFL community. <laughs> he is the the MVP, the Nickelodeon most valuable player. Um, but goddamn, I'm happy to have him. Uh, I think I think Mitch is gonna work well on our offense. We need a mobile quarterback. It'll really help us out. I think especially mixing with Najee, Deontay, Chase Claypool, get it to the weapons. You know, those. I think the Steelers can challenge for a wild-card spot. The AFC is going to be a dogfight this year with the AFC West and the AFC North still being pretty damn good. Um, but Mitch gives us a chance, I think, as a cheap kind of stopgap starter until we get to the next franchise quarterback. Mitch, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, and Mitch we trust. Yeah, uh, personally, I think you guys got to remember, I think he made the uh, playoffs – with Matt Nagy as coach a couple years twice. ago. Twice. Twice, twice, my bad. Uh, and then he went to the Bills. He sat behind Josh Allen. I think that is going to be super valuable when he takes that to Pittsburgh. And, yes, I'm personally pretty excited for Mitch Trubisky to be our our quarterback for now, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't think he is our franchise quarterback, but I could see him taking us to the wild card and maybe even past that. You never know. Worst yeah. quarterbacks have gone on, on better runs than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. I think – Put Mitch Trubisky in the Steelers, uh, on the Steelers, and I think they can be a playoff team. You know, we saw Mike Tomlin and the rest of the Steelers team drag uh, geriatric Ben Roethlisberger to the playoffs. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky can do the same thing. He can, um, he's not an elite quarterback, but I think he can do a better job in the Steelers offense than Ben Roethlisberger did the last few years. Uh, he deserves another shot, I think. You know, he was good with the Bears at times, but then Nagy kind of screwed him up. So hopefully a fresh start in Pittsburgh will be good for him. Um, you mentioned Marcus Mariota. I really wish that they got him. I think he would have been a better fit. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I think he should get a starting job, um, but that's something else to to, to keep to, to keep an eye out for. However, the last quarterback that we're going to be talking about is Deshaun Watson. Um, <clears throat> on the turf does not endorse this in any way, but Deshaun Watson was cleared of criminal charges uh, by the grand jury a couple of days ago. So I think this opens up um, his trade market fully and completely, and we probably will see a trade go down for him in the next couple of days. So where do you guys think he's going? Who's going to take that risk to try to get him? So obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were expected to be a suitor for him. They're off the market now. Brady's back. Um, to me, there's two teams that stand out to me most, um, and they seem to be the ones, uh, I think Ian Rapport reported earlier today, that Deshaun Watson is personally talking with representatives from the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers, both in the NFC South. Um, I think those teams are in most need of a quarterback. Obviously, the you will never go to the Colts because they're in division for the Texans. They will never trade him there. Um, but to me, I think 
he seems like to me like he's going to go to the New Orleans Saints. The reason being is I think the Carolina Panthers have been talking to Watson for more than a year now. Watson doesn't want to go there seemingly. Um, So I think he'll be willing to waive his no trade clause for New Orleans. Um, He has Michael Thomas there. He'll have Alvin Kamara, two good, very well, uh, two very good skill position players. Um, and I think he, he would be happy there. I don't know if New Orleans fans would be happy with that. Moving on from Drew Brees, who, you know, was a great community figure in New Orleans to Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think it'll be a weird transition, but I think he makes New Orleans a playoff team in the NFC. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I agree, Arjun. I think he's going to New Orleans Saints, and I'm pretty excited for this offense. I know Sean Payton isn't there anymore, but I think this New Orleans team is going to go to the wild card, and – I wouldn't even be surprised if they go to the divisional. I think that's a stretch, but with Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas, I think that's more dangerous than Drew Brees, sorry, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. Deshaun Watson, guys, I mean, yeah, he's had a lot of problems, but he was a borderline top four, top five quarterback when he was healthy with the Texans. And even though he didn't have a lot of success there, this Saints defense is just so much better than the Texans defense was, you know, four, three, four years ago. So, you know, he al- he almost beat Patrick Mahomes in that divisional game. It wasn't for that insane comeback by the Chiefs. I think the New Orleans Saints could be very, very successful next year. And, you know, Brady's always lost to them. So two free division, two free uh, regular season wins. Yeah, I think that um, Deshaun Watson makes a lot of sense in New Orleans. I really wish that they'll give Winston another chance in New Orleans. But if they can pull off a trade for Deshaun Watson, it does make sense for them to do so. You know, like you guys have said, it's going to be an incredible offense with him, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara their immediate playoff contenders, I would argue maybe even immediate Super Bowl contenders. Uh, it'd be a, they'd be a very, very good team. Carolina doesn't make as much sense because I don't think that they're going to have as much success as a team based on where they're at right now. Although although they do have the weapons, you know, I, I think we, we can't forget that. They have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson might actually leave, though. But and then defensively, the, you know, they have two great corners and Stephon Gilmore and... Um, yeah, J.C. Horn, that's the other corner I was thinking oh. about. J.C. Horn, they got Jeremy Chin at safety, uh, they, got, yeah, they got Brian Burns. So, I mean, Carolina could be, I think, a sneaky contender, but the Saints are a lot more assured. And like you said, if Watson's going to have to waive a no-trade clause, it'll be more likely to be for them than Carolina. Yeah, I think the one thing to keep in mind with, the, with this whole Watson thing is the Texans want players in additional to three first-round picks. So the Texans are likely going to be looking at the Saints – at the Panthers' defense, of course. So for the Saints, you could see players like Marcus Davenport, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, those kinds of players being moved to the Texans. On the Panthers' side, remember that the Panthers largely, I don't know if you want to call last year a success, but they won games because of their defense. Yeah. They might be shipping off a lot of their defensive talent and losing players like Robbie Anderson, maybe losing players like Christian McCaffrey. They could be losing Brian Burns, J.C. Horn, all of these players and then Jason Watson walks into a team with DJ Moore, no O-line, and a lack of defensive talent, which, to me, does not scream a, a Super Bowl contender a contender at all, considering he went 4-12 and with the Texans the year before he, this whole thing happened. So, to me, I don't think Deshaun Watson would be successful in Carolina. I think for him it makes most sense, and, and, and Nola, I think he probably knows that. It's just a matter whether Nola wants to trigger the trade or not. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, we would love to hear your guys' thoughts, where you think Deshaun Watson is headed. Um, I'm just glad he's not headed to the Steelers. Um, (laughs) But let's move on to the final segment for today. We're going to be diving into some of the moves, mostly contracts that have happened in free agency so far, whether we think it was worth it, whether we think it was good or bad for the teams involved. Um, So, Sheree, 
you know, I guess this isn't rapid fire questions, but I guess you can you can take the segment. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys three in a row, and that's because all three of these were by the same exact team, the Chargers. And guys, I think Arjun's always been excited about the Chargers. He's a huge, huge Justin Herbert fan, and they just made three massive deals. First up, Mike Williams, three years, $60 million. What do you guys think? I'm not a fan of this. I think Mike Williams is a vastly overrated wide receiver. Um, I think he's six, he's really only a deep threat. You know, the, he has chemistry with Herbert, but I'm not a big move of this, uh, especially he's getting paid $20 million a year as well. Interesting. I'm actually a big fan of this move, um, mainly because Mike Williams was um, massive for my fantasy team last year, but also because I think that it makes a lot of sense for the Chargers to run it back with the offense that they had this year. We're going to get into some of their defensive moves, which were much, much needed. But their offense was not an issue this year. They were amazing. It makes a lot of sense to, you know, run it back with the same offense. Mike Williams was huge. I think he's a perfect complement to Keenan Allen, who's more of like a route runner type guy. Mike Williams can be that deep threat. And Justin Herbert loves to throw it deep. So I think that this is a really good move to keep their offense intact. And we're going to get to some of those defensive moves. So sure you take that away. I just want to preface this by saying that the Chargers have Joey Bosa. And then they just signed, they traded for Khalil Mack. And we all know how good Khalil Mack was on the Chicago Bears. They got him for a second and sixth round pick. I think it was a great trade for the Chargers. I think they're, it's best that they go all in right now. What do you guys think? Uh, I love this trade for the Chargers. I think Khalil Mack, you know, he. I've been seeing online, like, people have been saying, oh, he's washed. He's not washed. Before his injury last year, he was getting record high pressures like maybe it didn't translate into sacks but pressure is what the these uh you know edge players need to do even if it doesn't translate into sacks kalumak is still a really good player i think he's still a top 10 defensive player in this league especially alongside joey bosa who's just gotten better every single year i think that's scary for the afc west russ you know russ thought he could escape the bosas <laughs> and and the the uh the pass rushes of the nfc west but looks like he can't uh, yeah, the, NFC, the AFC West quarterbacks are going to have a, a, some tough time playing against the Chargers. I think this is a huge win for the for the Chargers. Even if Khalil Mack is a shell of his former self after that ACL injury, only giving up a second round and sixth round pick, I think that's nothing for a player like Khalil Mack, for the possible talent that you could be getting from Khalil Mack. And again, Joey Bosa on the other side, you can't double team both of them. And that's just going to be a really, really tough matchup for, for quarterbacks. I'm really excited for what these Chargers can do. I think they might draft Jordan Davis, and getting Jordan Davis to the Chargers that would be, I'm just I'm just envisioning that right now. That would be just a star-studded defensive line, and they got a loaded defensive line. And then they just traded, or sorry, they signed J.C. Jackson, who you guys think I personally think he's a top five corner in the league, and they got him for a pretty great deal as well, five years, eighty-three million. And they have Derwin James as well. The list just keeps going on and on. I just can't like deal with this anymore. Like, what do you guys think? I, I don't even think I need to ask you. I, yeah, I think this is a steal for the Chargers. Uh, J.C. Jackson, he's now the sixth highest paid corner in the league. Um, I think he's he's in that top five conversation. Again, the Chargers just have great defensive pieces. They drafted Asante Samuel Jr. last year, who's been a great corner for them as well. They got a number one here with J.C. Jackson. I mean, I think, Shree, you've mentioned this, right? If you got a lockdown Patrick Mahomes, now you got a lockdown Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, you need this defensive firepower just as much as you need the offensive firepower. Yeah, and I'd argue that the Chargers now have the best defensive firepower in their division. Um, like you said, great signing, I think, by J.C. Jackson. And it's incredible that they got him on this deal. You know, nowadays I think you see teams overpay for the best 
for the best player in their position group in free agency. Or or just a very mid player in their position. Or yeah, just very mid players. Yeah. We saw this a couple years ago with the Cardinals. We gave we made Buda Baker the highest paid safety ever. I mean he was he's good, don't get me wrong, but he's not the he doesn't warrant the best I mean, the highest paid safety ever at that moment in time. So honestly really good dealer for the Chargers, I think. Um yeah, I think they're they they have run out of excuses though. If they don't perform at a really, really high level this year, someone's got to you got to be pointing fingers somewhere, and it's probably going to be at the coach. But this team has ran out of excuses now. They better perform this year because they have all this talent. Yeah, I think they're ready for a championship run. Trey, l- let me just pose a question here since uh, I, I don't think we talked about this enough. Who do you guys think is going to win the AFC West? Sitting where we are right now before the draft, before the rest of free agency, I, I I don't know who I'm. I think I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs. But I'm I, Chiefs too. Yeah. I really want to pick the Chargers. I don't think the Broncos are gonna win it this year with Russell Wilson, but uh, I I don't know. It could get dicey. I'm a prophet when it comes to these kind of predictions. Okay, I predicted the Super Bowl. <laughs> I predicted the Super Bowl Super Bowl win three weeks in advance. I think that the Chargers are gonna lose to the Bills in the AFC Conference Championship. I'm gonna leave it at that. I think the Chargers. Are going to be a wild card. I think they'll lose to the Chiefs as well, but I think that the Chargers are going to lose to the Bills in the AFC Championship. That's just what I'm going to think. All right, we're holding you to that, Shree. We've okay. to hold you to. Okay, so offensively, Amer- Amari Cooper got traded to the Cleveland Browns. I'm just still in awe as to like how committed the Cowboys are in paying Ezekiel Elliott. He's so old. Tony Pollard is so efficient. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think the cow the Cowboys. We haven't talked about it enough. The Cowboys aren't such a bad cap situation right now. I mean, they have to release Amari Cooper. They're currently about to release Lyle Collins as well. They're trying to trade for him. I don't think anybody will. They're going to have some downgrades on their team. I still think they're the best team in the division. They got As long as they have Dak Prescott, you know, we make fun of him a lot, but he's, he's still a pretty damn good quarterback. Um, yeah, I think this is a great trade for the Browns. They released Jarvis Landry earlier today, but they need that wide receiver one. They're probably going to draft another wide receiver as well in the first or second round. I think this is a great move for the Browns. Give Baker Mayfield all the chances you can get this year before you make a decision on him next year. Yeah, I think it makes sense, I guess, to get another weapon for Baker Mayfield. But, again, this is like the last straw, I think. He's given him another really, really good wide receiver. He has to make something of this opportunity. If not, it might be time to move on. All right, so I think this is probably the most shocking trade. Not that he went to this team. It's just that the amount he got paid. I think that every single player in the NFL wants his, wants his agent right now. Christian Kirk has become the third highest paid NFL wide receiver, guys. After that DeAndre Hopkins... That sounds wrong. It sounds wrong. <laughs> <It's fake>. Yeah. <laughs> After DeAndre Hopkins wide receivers better than him. and Julio Jones. I mean, at this point, like, is Devontae supposed to ask for like $35 million? Devontae if... is going to ask for the GDP of a small country at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he should. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, guys. I mean, I think it, okay. I think I like the Jacksonville Jaguars going for that wide receiver position. I just think they just overpaid him. Like, but credit to his agent. You know. Yeah. Okay. As a Cardinals fan, I'll start with this one. I mean, when I first saw the news, I was kind of disappointed because I really like Christian Kirk. I think he's a great player. Um, you know, he was really good on our team. He was like a third, third, a third wide receiver, arguably fourth behind Rondell Moore. But when I saw the amount of money that he got paid, I was like, yeah, yeah, good for him, bro. Because <laughs> he got his bag. <laughs> he got his bag. The ja- I don't know what the Jags were doing. Like, did they need a wide receiver that badly? Is I think Christian- they definitely they, they need do, a wide receiver. But, is, but... But, but four years and $84 million. Yeah. Christian Kirk is not that good. He's not that good. Let me just, like, get that out there. I mean, again, shout out to his agent. Shout out to him for whatever he did to get that bag. 
but the Jaguars. What are you doing? Yeah, I think that this seems like a classic Jags move to me, though. You know, like just overpaying just random player. Sorry, I mean, Christian Kirk's not random, but you know what I mean. Like overpaying a receiver who doesn't seem to deserve that contract right now. Right. Christian Kirk is wide receiver one, just... I don't know. That's questionable. Maybe they're going to make another move because they still have a ton of cap space, and they just signed Evan Ingram like two minutes ago. So the the Jags are just going all out in free agency right now. This is a questionable all out, though. This yeah. is a very questionable. But it'll be interesting to see what they do next. All right, Tree, but I want to ask you a question just to end this off. Um, yesterday we had some big, big news in Minnesota, I thought. Right, Rohan? Uh, yeah, we did. Kirk Cousins, one-year extension. He's going to be the quarterback for Minnesota for at least the next year probably in the next two years. Yay. Yay. Yay from Minnesota. Right, Shree? Yay, Shree. I have mixed feelings. Um, I think that it's great that they're saving like $14 million in cap space. I think that's going to be good for them. But I just got to th- – you, you guys got to think about this, right? Like four years ago, they were Super Bowl contenders. Like they made it to the NFC Championship. And like Kirk Cousins was meant to replace Case Keenum, get rid of that mediocrity at quarterback. But, like, over the past four years, Kirk Cousins has gone, like, I don't even know, like, 33-29-1. I mean, that's the epitome of mediocrity to me. Here, look, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he had a pretty great season last year, but I, I don't know. We'll just have, I think we'll make a move for the quarterback. I think we can make something. Because we have, like, a 12th pick this year. I could see Malik Deshaun, Willis, Deshaun Watson? Question no, mark? no, no, no. No. Hell no. <laughs> No. Uh, I yeah, I, I, to me, I actually thought the Vikings might have been a team that could have gone for Watson. After this extension, I think they're committing to Cousins uh, for the next year. They have a new coach, obviously. I don't know how good the Vikings can going to be. The NFC is not that great. So I think the Vikings have a shot at those wild card, cont- uh, at those wild card spots like most teams do in the NFC. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, especially when you got the Rams, the Bucks, the Niners, uh, and the Packers in there as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that it makes sense in terms of cap space for the Vikings to make this move, but it just seems like they're destined for maybe a wild card and nothing more. Yeah, um, but we're going to have a lot more in free agency to come. Uh, The official league year starts in a couple of days. A lot more signings to come, a lot more trades. Definitely a Watson trade on the horizon, so we're going to be talking about that in our next episode. Um, But thank you all for coming with us on season one we're going to be starting season two the draft is coming up we're going to be talking about that more after free agency talking mock drafts after um uh our first mock draft that we posted a couple weeks ago also uh we want to let everyone know to please join our march madness league um we have we've had a lot of uh, people join already want to see as many people as we can in it um before the tournament starts on tuesday uh looks like on the turf is moving to the court and uh, and and the prize for being the best bracket is you get a feature on the podcast. You can come on, talk about football with us. Yeah. Um, I hope that's enticing enough. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a disincentive to some people. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, we're very excited for all the stuff to come. Um, thank you for listening. My name is Arjun Ryan. I'm Ron Patel. And I'm Shri Bamakonda. And we'll see you next week on The Tip.